All right, another weekly recap review of your San Francisco 49ers and how they did against the Philadelphia Eagles. And because you guys all said you like the old intro better, you said the new one is okay, but the old one gets us in the mood to listen to a podcast. I decided to put the old one back. So we're going to talk about this and talk about the scores all around the league on the other side of the break. So let's get this started. You're listening to the Daily Podcast with Eric B. The Daily Podcast with Eric B. Welcome, everyone. It's the Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Eric B. Again, I want to throw a quick shout out to Brother Lee for taking the time to give me a little voiceover when it comes to the podcast. Got to, you know, give shout out to where the shout out is deserved. Brother Lee, thank you so much. And if that voice sounds familiar, that is Lee from the CMC Music Factory with Chewy Gomez. Part of the CMC Music Factory, they're on Instagram. Pretty sure they're on TikTok. You can find them on your Instagram account, but we're going to put some music in the background. I'm going to go back to the music that I started with last time in the last podcast. This is the Hawaiian Christmas Mele Kaliki Maka Island Christmas, the Tiki Lounge Troop. It is Christmas. It is December. Might as well get us in the mood, even though we're talking about football. Today is December 3rd, Sunday. And whenever you decide to listen to this, that's when you guys are going to hear it. But right now, we're going to go around the league, starting off with the game that's going on right now. Kansas City Chiefs versus the Green Bay Packers, uh, first quarter. Zero zero, and then the Monday night game for tomorrow it's going to be Cincinnati Bengals versus the Jacksonville Jaguars again. Today is December third, so you guys might be hearing this a little later. Um, teams that has a bye this week: Baltimore, Buffalo, Chicago, the Raiders, the Vikings, and the Giants. And the last I heard, the Raiders lost to the bye forty to nothing. So if you guys want to keep up with that, so we'll go around the league. Seattle. Versus Dallas. This was the Thursday night game. And Seattle came short. Dallas ended up winning 41-35. And today's game, the Sunday games for today. Indianapolis Colts against the Tennessee Titans. Indianapolis Colts sneaks a victory. 31-28 against the Titans. Los Angeles Chargers. I don't know if you guys watched this game. But I'm pretty sure it was a snooze fest. Chargers beats New England Patriots six to nothing. Pretty sure Bill Belichick's numbers are up in New England. Detroit Lions, Jared Goff, Bay Area native from Marin Catholic. 33-28 against the New Orleans Saints. Derek Carr went off the field, possible concussion. See what happens with him in the in the future or the weeks coming ahead. Atlanta Falcons. Sneaks a victory against the New York Jets, 13-8. Again, another snooze fest. And the game that no one ever thought was going to be a close game, but Arizona Cardinals beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-10. Again, no one saw that coming. Miami beats the Commanders 45-15. Denver Broncos, again, Denver Broncos. This is the Denver Broncos. They lose to C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans 22-17. Carolina Panthers loses to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 21-18-18. That's a weird score. The Los Angeles Rams beats the Cleveland Browns 
to 19 and your San Francisco 49ers beats the Philadelphia Eagles 42 to 19. Kind of everyone says it's a revenge from, you know, the NFC championship. I mean, this is what it would look like if Brock Purdy was there. We'll go down the list later on and talk about, you know, the highlights and all that. We'll do that after I go around the league. And if you guys are interested in the standings, we'll go start with the AFC East. Miami Dolphins is at nine and three. Buffalo Bills is at six and six. The Jets, four and eight. And the New England Patriots, two and ten. Are they going to go after another quarterback? Are they going to tank the rest of the season? We'll see. AFC North got the Baltimore Ravens at nine and three. Pittsburgh Steelers at seven and five. Cleveland Browns is at seven and five. And the Cincinnati Bengals, who would have thought they'd be at the bottom of the AFC North? They're at five and six. The AFC South, Jacksonville Jaguars are eight and three. Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans, seven and five. And the bottom there is going to be the Tennessee Titans at four and eight. Then you have the AFC West, where Kansas City pretty much dominates this all season. They're at eight and three. Denver Broncos at six and six, surprisingly. The Chargers and the Raiders are at five and seven. So we'll talk about the playoff matchup in a minute. Then the NFC East, we'll go over to the NFC side. Your Philadelphia Eagles, if you guys are Philly fans, um, close call to the NFC East right now. 10-2 for the Philadelphia Eagles. Dallas is right behind them at 9-3. New York Giants at 4-8. And, and the Washington Commanders at 4-9. NFC North, you have the Detroit Lions surprisingly at 9-3. When I say surprisingly, Minnesota, Green Bay, and Chicago, you know, with Aaron Rodgers being in Green Bay, you would have thought that Green Bay was always at top, but this time it's Detroit. Detroit at 9-3, Minnesota at 6-6, six six, the Green Bay Packers at 5-6, and, and the Chicago Cubs. No, it's the Bears, but they play, they're play. they playing like the Cubs. They're 4-8. NFC South, you have the Atlanta Falcons at 6-6, six six, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 5-7, the New Orleans Saints at five and seven, and the Carolina Panthers battling for that first pick in the NFL draft at one and eleven. Then we're going to go to the NFC North. The San Francisco 49ers are nine and three. LA Rams and the Seattle Seahawks are both six and six, and Arizona Cardinals are three and ten. Usually around this time, you will see the the. NFC West being very close. It's usually close, but this time Niners are pulling away. Seattle's right behind them, but we'll see what happens again during the week. Now back to the 49ers game again. It was a great victory. The 49ers had a good game um, all around that first quarter. They struggled just a little bit, but you know, it was more the probably Kyle Shanahan feeling out what the Philadelphia defense had to offer. There was an incident on the field where the head security guard for the Philadelphia Eagles got into it. Uh, Greenlaw takes Smith and kind of like body slams him. I thought it was a clean play. Green Greenlaw was still in bounds and he body slams um, Smith to the ground and the security guard points at Greenlaw. They a couple words. Um, actually, he he pushes Greenlaw away. If you guys watch all the film, he pushes Greenlaw away, and Greenlaw's like, "Dude, what are you doing touching me?" 
points his finger at him, his hands accidentally, I'm going to say accidentally, because of course I'm an Iron fan, but his hands accidentally touches this guy's face. I'm not going to say his name because I don't, you know, I'm not trying to give him a shout out, but he accidentally touches his face and the referee saw that and decides to kick him out. But that guy, he puts his hand on Greenlaw first. So I thought maybe the referee should have just gave Greenlaw a 15 yard penalty and say, pretty much say that's it. But instead they give Greenlaw the 15 yard penalty and they eject him. But that security guard also got ejected and this he kind of ruins it for a lot of security guards on the team because what's he doing on the sidelines i'm assuming you have a security guard on the field to make sure that no fans or nobody other than the personnel player personnel the coaching staff are on the field but for some reason he decided to get in camera and he decided to be a part of whatever anyways that's enough for him Let's talk about the 49ers and how they did. Brock Purdy, 19 for 27, 314 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions with 148 QB rating. Come on, man. 19 for 27. Jalen Hurts, 26 for 45, 298 yards, only one touchdown, no interceptions, QB rating of 85.2. Um, Marcus Mariota came in real quick. Two, two for three, 16 yards. And then we'll go to we'll go to the 49ers. We'll start with the 49ers and then we'll give Philly a shout out later on if I feel like it. Christian McCaffrey back to the rushing yards. 17 um, carries for 93 yards. 16 yards was his longest one touchdown. Debo Samuels was three carries for 22 yards with one touchdown. Elijah Mitchell, three carries for 13 yards, no touchdowns. Jordan Mason, two carries for 10 yards, no touchdown. Brock Purdy, two carries for nine yards, no touchdown. And poor Sam Donald came in garbage time to kneel the ball. One carry, negative one yards. Now to the receivings. We had Debo Samuel, four receptions for 116 yards, two touchdowns, targeted four times. George Kittle, four receptions, 68 yards, no touchdowns, targeted six times. Brandon Ayuk, five receptions, 46 yards, one touchdown, first touchdown of the game, targeted seven times. Jawan, third down, Jennings, three, three receptions, 44 yards, one touchdown, and targeted four times. And then Christian McCaffrey, number 23, three receptions, 40 yards, targeted four times, no touchdowns, no receiving touchdown because he did get a rushing touchdown. And that's pretty much it for the offense. I know you guys always say, hey, Eric, what about the defense? Defense did their job, did what they were supposed to do. Jair Brown, who's taken the place of Talano Hufunga, who was hurt, came in, played a solid game. Um, Traverius Moore, getting his, I'm getting his name all wrong, Traverius Moore. Tashawn Gibson did a good job. Javon Hargrave, they sacked, they were able to sack Jalen Hurst twice. And again, it was a good all-around game for the 49ers. They did what they were supposed to be doing. Um, and it's on to the next. 
we play Seattle next. And then after Seattle, the 49ers play, was it Arizona? I think it's Arizona. Let me pull up the 49ers schedule right here. 49ers schedule is going to be, we play Seattle next here in Levi Stadium. Then we go to Arizona to play the Cardinals. And then on Christmas Day, what's the NFL thinking? Christmas Day, come on, we want to open presents and hang out with our family. And they're playing the Baltimore Ravens on Christmas Day. That's going to be a tough one. That's probably going to be the hardest team they play for the rest of the season. And right after that, on New Year's Eve, the Washington Commanders, we go over to D.C., we play the Commanders. Then we finish the season off, the regular season off, against the Los Angeles Rams here at Levi's. So the Niners can actually win the NFC West I want to say by Christmas. If Seattle keeps tanking and they keep losing, we play for Seattle again next week. And if we beat Seattle next week, we'll be up three games on them. And all we got to do is pretty much play the rest of the season without losing. We can we could pretty much wrap up the NFC West. Now we're all we're trying to do is go for home field advantage. And that's going to be tough. Um, only because Philly right now holds that spot. And let me pull up let me pull up, pull up the playoff picture for the NFC, the AFC, all that stuff that you guys are probably going to wonder like who's playing next? Where are we looking at? So, if we look at the AFC first, the AFC leaders right now Miami at 9 and 3, Baltimore at 9 and 3, Kansas City at 8 and 3, Jacksonville 8 and 3. So, any of this team can have home field advantage. Your wildcard teams right now, if the season ended today, December 3rd, again, 2023, Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns, and the Indianapolis Colts are all 7-5 and five with Houston looking in right now. Houston's at that bottom, that, that next spot. So, he's, you know, Houston keeps winning. They'll probably make the wildcard. Denver, Buffalo, Cincinnati, the Chargers. The Raiders, they all still have a shot. It's a long shot, but they all still have a shot. So this is your AFC. This is how your AFC looks right now. Go to the NFC, the NFC leaders right now. Philadelphia at 10 and 2. San Francisco and Detroit at 9 and 3. The Atlanta Falcons, 6 and 6. Dallas Cowboys at 9 and 3 with the wild card. Minnesota, 6 and 6. And the Rams at 6 and 6. Seattle. Still has a shot. They're outside looking in. Six and six. Green Bay, depending on how they do tonight against Kansas City, they're five and six. Tampa Bay, New Orleans, they're both at five and seven. So right now, if the season ended, Philadelphia is going to have the top seed. And what's the 49ers trying to do? They're trying to unseed the top seed by beating. They got to win the rest of the season. That's all it is. Dallas is trying to win their, their division. So they need to beat Philadelphia next week and then just keep winning out the season. And if they win their division, then the playoff comes through San Francisco because we beat Dallas in the regular season. So if that keeps happening, we'll find out in a couple weeks. Again, we got five more weeks left. If that, But if that keeps happening, 49ers will be hosting the NFC Championship. We'll see. We'll see. Will it happen? I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if it does happen. Um, 
Back to the 49ers Philadelphia game. 49ers had 24 first downs. Philadelphia had 23. 49ers passed on first down 12 times. And Philadelphia passed on first down 19 times. To touch on this, I was really impressed with Kyle Shanahan's play calling today. I'm very... If you know me, if you talk to me, his play calling annoys the hell out of me. Because me being a high school defensive coordinator, I know what he's going to do on first down. I know he's going to run McCaffrey and then try to get close to the second down. And then on third down, he's going to use his little play action, whatever, to try to get that first down. I know that. The rest of the league knows that. But today, the first seven plays of the game, he didn't run McCaffrey. He waited till the second series. First series, they got the ball, they punted. Second series, that's when they started running McCaffrey. So I was impressed with him today. Usually, again, usually I'm not. But back to the numbers with the 49ers. They rushed for first downs 12 times. The 49ers did. Philadelphia only did it twice. Penalties for first. 49ers got zero where Philadelphia got two. So Niners need to work on that. Third down efficiency. The Niners were 8-12. and 12, While the Eagles was 8-15. and 15. Fourth down efficiency. We were 1-1. One and, one, and the Eagles with their brotherly shove. They were 1-2. and two. Total yards, the 49ers had 456 yards, while the Philadelphia Eagles had 333 yards. We had a total play, we, the 49ers had a total play of 57 total plays, while the Eagles had 69 total plays. Um, our net yards per rushing was 146 yards, and the Philadelphia was 46 yards, so 100 yards difference. We rushed 28 times. They rushed 18 times. We, the 49ers, them, the Philadelphia Eagles, keep saying that. Yards per rush, the Niners had 5.2 yards per rush, while the Philadelphia Eagles had 2.6 per rush. The 49ers were 19 for 27 completes versus attempts, while the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, was 28 for 48. Again, our yards per pass, 10.7, while the Eagles was 5.6. Brock Purdy was sacked two times, while Jalen Hurst was sacked three times. Shout out to Javon Kinlaw for getting his first sack of the season. Um, there was this misstep. Jalen Hurst slipped. J Javon Kinlaw just happened to be there, but it's a sack nonetheless. It's going to go in the books as a sack, so shout out to Javon Kinlaw for that. Um, yards... Total yards lost per sack. The Niners only lost four yards for the sack that they got, um, that Brock Purdy got. And the Philadelphia Eagles was a total of 27 yards. There was no interceptions for both teams, which was, you know, I don't even think there was a turnover, which was good. Actually, no, they fumbled twice. Once for the 49ers, one for the Eagles. Uh, 49ers punted four two times, while the Eagles punted three times. There was 49ers had five penalties while the Eagles had seven penalties. Penalties per yard, they both tied at 47. And again, fumbles, Niners fumbled once and Eagles fumbled once, but fumbles lost, never turned over. Total time of possession, the 49ers held the ball for 28 minutes, 21 seconds, while the Philadelphia Eagles held the ball for 31 minutes, 39 seconds, and they lost, which... To me, I will take. I will take that. I will take that anytime. Um, the odds were favored for the 49ers to win, but they're only favored to win by six points. And again, 42-19, you do the math. The over 
was 46.5 the under of course 46.5 so if you bet the over you won if you bet the under sorry you didn't win you're listening to the daily podcast with eric b but nonetheless, the 49ers won. If Again, if you bet straight up, you won. Um, but nowadays, everyone bets over or under, or they bet the point spread. And again, um, looking at this, the point spread was six going into the game. So if you bet that, again, you do the math. 42 to 19, 49ers won. They cover the spread. They covered everything else. So... You tell me, 23 points. That was that was the difference. Spreads was six. 49ers won by 23. So here we are. 49ers win. We're all happy. But what's next? What needs to be done moving forward? Again, the 49ers are they look good. They looked very unstoppable today. They had that look like you couldn't stop them you if you try to stop them it would have been difficult for this the philly philly came out they were on fire philly were they were doing everything they could to make sure that the 49ers came out you know hurt um brock party was a little was a little you know gun shy early in the in the quarter brock party was you know he looked fragile as soon as the game started just a little bit but once he calmed down once he was ready once he looked good all of a sudden he was the brock party that we all know so what's going to happen moving forward they just have to play the game right they have to do what they got to do um they got to make no mistakes there was a lot of mistakes uh but it was one of those mistakes where they can definitely definitely fix the mistakes that they made again that one that one security guard could have cost it for the 49ers if it was a really close game and we had our guy drake greenlaw ejected from the game because of what he did and it wasn't even a player that he was going after then I think the 49ers franchise, the 49ers, you know, head coaches and the staff probably would have been really upset that this non-player on the sidelines affected the game, affected the outcome of the game. But I'm glad it didn't. Um, again, it goes out to what's he doing standing there? What's he doing? I get it. You're protecting your player. That's that's a given. But you don't protect a player in the middle of a game. That's just how I look at it. You can protect your player. You can be there and say, hey, but you're doing that against fans. You know, someone who's not part of the team. But that's all you're there for. You're the head security guard for the team. When it comes to on the field, you got to let the referees deal with that. So for him to do that, for him to, you know, get ejected, I'm glad he did. I would have been really upset if he didn't. Um, but this was a good game. This was an offensive game. Niners defense held up. Niners defense did what they were supposed to be doing. Um, you know, the linebackers, Fred Warner, 
Drake Greenlaw. They were supposed they did what they were supposed to be doing, which to me was like, that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Play that defense. Play, make sure that, you know, the runs, if they do run, make sure it's not going to be for a long run. If they do pass, you make sure it's not going to be a, you know, a long pass. They did give up a couple touchdowns, which, you know, that's fine. I'll give up the touchdown as long as we or the 49ers can get a touchdown back. And they did. You know, it's one of those things where if you score or if they score, you better score back. That's all it is. And they did. 49ers, when the Philadelphia Eagles scored, the 49ers scored. And a lot of the scores were just like, wow, wow score. Jawan Jennings, it was a third down play, and he just pushed the guy out of the way. Touchdown. And Debo Samuel, that, that, that bubble screen that he did, that was just a short bowl screen just to get some yardage. Touchdown. You know, these are the, these are the kind of touchdowns we need. I know a lot of people, they don't, you know, 49ers are not used to to um, to making the score the way it is. You know, it's like everyone knows Kyle Shanahan will be happy with a good lead, but he needs to find a way to make sure that no matter what the score is, it could be 50 to nothing going into the fourth quarter and you still keep scoring. That's just me. Old school. Philadelphia wouldn't have stopped scoring. Nope. Philadelphia would have kept scoring. They, they did that to us in the Super Bowl or in the NFC playoffs. They made sure that the 49ers felt that defeat, even though we didn't have two quarterbacks. So they did. You know, so it is what it is. Traverius Ward played a good game today. Sean Gibson played a good game today. DeAndre, DeAndre Lenore and Avery Thomas played a good game today. What I love about the game today is the referees let the secondary play. They let them play. They did everything they can to let them play, and they did. Lenore, Thomas, Traverius Ward, there was a couple times where their hands were on players, but referees didn't call anything. They did their job which was good, which was good. So what's next? What does the 49ers got to do next? They, they just still got to get better. You know me, they still got to get better. Dre Greenlaw and tremendous game today. They got to calm him down a little bit, make sure he's okay. You got the ends with Nick Bosa, Randy Gregory, Cleland Farrell, Chase Young. Those guys did a tremendous job today. Cleland Farrell kind of messed up on one of the plays where he's the edge rusher. He should have stuck with the edge, um, but he ended up trying to chase down Jalen Hurts, and he ended up getting you know more yards than he should have. But that's something that's something that can be fixed. I, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about that. That's something that can be fixed. You know, the shout out to the O-line, Trent Williams, Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel, Spencer Buford, Colton McKivitz. They gave time for Brock Purdy to make the plays happen. They opened up holes for Christian McCaffrey to run. Yeah, like I said, the first, first quarter, you didn't know what was happening. You didn't know if it was going to be a close game or it was going to be a blowout like it was. You didn't know. We just needed to make that one play 
And by the time we got the ball, was it the third time? They marched down the field, scored that touchdown to Ayuk. Then they played some defense. They put Jalen Hurts. There was a point where Jalen Hurts had to go in for a concussion protocol. And I always say, he's a weakling. He can't take a hit. So if you hit him, if you knock him down, just a little bit. I'm not saying injure the guy. But if you hit him, if you let him know what real football is like and none of this, you know, brotherly shove that he's doing or that Philly's doing, if you let him know that, hey, we're going to push and we're going to hit and we're going to hit you hard. If you let him do that, if you do that to them, the Philadelphia Eagles will be without a quarterback the rest of the season. And this is what I hate about the league. And there's this one hit where I, I think it was Gibson. It wasn't Gibson. No, it wasn't Gibson. It was, um, was it Aubrey Thomas where he hit Smith and he hit him perfectly. No, Shavarius Ward. He hit him perfectly shoulder on his chest. Did it lead with a helmet and he knocked the wind out of Swift and that was and the referees didn't say nothing it wasn't roughing the passer it was an unnecessary roughness it was a good clean hit and the referees let him play and this is something that us nfl fans have been missing for years because you do a little thing you you know you tap patrick mahomes on the shoulder and he falls they call a flag by DeAndre Swift getting hit the way he did and he got knocked down, got the wind knocked out of him, nothing bad, nothing serious and then when Jalen Hurts tried to go for a run and Fred Warner, Mr. 49er was waiting right there and just put his shoulder in and I forgot who the other guy was that came in to help could have been Oren Burks because this was the time that um, that uh, Greenlaw was already ejected from the game so it could have been Oren Burks. By the time he came there, that's it. 49ers, I mean, Jalen Hurts, I said, he lo he he looks, he doesn't look right. He doesn't look right. Next thing you know, they're putting him under the tent. They're going to evaluate him for a concussion. So this is the kind of game, this is the kind of playing the 49ers need to do. 49ers need to be aggressive. They need to make sure that we are going to be tough. We are going to hit hard. We're going to do all that. And they did. They did. They became the dominant team today. The Philly fans couldn't do anything. Philly fans was just like, you know, there's videos on Instagram, there's videos on TikTok where the Philly fans were throwing bottles at the Niner fans. You know, Niner fans are being a little disrespectful. Also, you know, you guys are going to the Rocky statue. You guys are putting 49er jersey on there. That's something I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do that. But, you know, you... 
someone asked me this before, why wouldn't you do that? Because I'm a respectful person. I am not going to go to someone else's city and disrespect their city because I don't want somebody coming to my city of San Francisco and disrespecting my city. And that's a, that's a statue. That's something that's there. That's something that Philly loves. You know, it was meant for the Rocky movie and they ended up just leaving it there. That's something these 49er fans should respect as people. Like, hey, this is not my city. You know, I'll do my chanting on the field. I'll call, you know, I'll say Philadelphia or the Eagles sucks on the field. But as far as everything city-wise, respect it. Hell, I want to go to Philly. I want to watch a game in Philly only because I want to eat a Philly cheesesteak. I want to see what it's like, you know, taste what it's like to eat an authentic Philly cheesesteak. There's G Gino's and I forget the other the other name, but I, I'm trying both of them. Yeah, I forgot the, the other name, but I'm trying both of them. You're listening to The Daily Podcast with Eric B. It's only fair. How many times do we hate it? The People from Hawaii, when they see people posting videos about a little local dive spot that they don't want no one to know, but here are people coming in there and then they're letting them eat. Or they're posting all these things. Oh, this is the best place to go. You should come here and try this. The next thing you know, there's tons of people there. There's tons of people eating. And the locals are like, man, we're trying to keep this place to ourselves. We don't want no one to know this is here. It's kind of like that. You don't disrespect someone else's city. You respect other people's city. I would. I do all the time. Whenever I go to LA, Hawaii, I respect their city. So for 49er fans to go out there, put a jersey, put a helmet. You gotta be a little bit more respectful than that. I know Philly fans, some of them, they deserve it. Some of them is like, yeah, you deserve it. This is what you did. This is how you do things. I get it. But not to that extent. Not to that extent where it's it's borderline vandalism of what you're doing. But this was a good win. Again, the way the way the win the way the win was for the 49ers, it was a moral victory. We lost in the NFC championship because we lost Brock Purdy first drive of the game. Before the second half, Josh Johnson went out with a concussion. But couldn't bounce back. So for Brock Purdy to go in there today, 19 for 27, 314 yards, four touchdowns. Two of those touchdowns to Debo. One to Brandon Ayuk. And one to Jawan Jennings. I would say that's a good payback. That's a good way for Mr. Irrelevant to come in there and show what should have been done last year, last season. Every Philadelphian, Philadelphian and Philly fan that I know, Eagles fan that I know, you guys can talk your trash. And I know you guys are saying, oh, we'll let you have this game. It's what matters in the NFC Championship. 
It's what matters who goes to the Super Bowl. It does. The last time Philly was in the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts wasn't the quarterback. Just letting you guys know that. So, it was a good game. It was a good turnout. It was a good welcome back to the W circle for the 49ers. And 49ers are now 9-3. and So, all they have to do is win the rest of the season, win their division, and hopefully have the NFC playoffs here in San Francisco. Music, Melekliki Maka Island Christmas by the Tiki Lounge Troupe. You can get this on Apple Music if you're looking into just different types of Christmas music. This is where you can get it. Update on the score Green Bay Packers 14, Kansas City Chiefs 3. Two minutes or seven minutes, 74 seconds or seven, uh, 24 seconds left. In the second quarter don't really count kansas city out yet because you know it's it is the it is the kansas city chiefs against the green bay Packers. so but i want to thank each and every one of you guys for stopping by again and listening to the daily podcast with me eric b i had fun with that last podcast that i did and just give you guys updates of where the daily podcast is going what the daily podcast is going to be doing and doing on 2024 um, this was an unplanned podcast, but again, it was too good not to not talk about it. A lot of you guys were like, well, where were you when they lost? You didn't say nothing when they lost. That's the first thing I got was a text message today was when the 49ers won. I'm uh, resharing all these stories on Instagram, you know, Niners win, Niners win. And a lot of them are saying, where were you when the Niners, when the Niners lost? You weren't, you weren't doing any podcast. Where were you? I told you guys. I wasn't doing it for a while. I was busy. During one of those losses, I think it was Cincinnati, I was in Hawaii, so there was no way for me to do a podcast there. I could have, but, you know. But, yeah. So, from now on, win or lose, end of the season, I'm going to do a podcast. We're going to do updates again with the 49ers and how the 49ers are doing um, game time. I might miss a day or here or two, but I'll do my best. Can't make any promises to give you guys updates on the game and again thank you guys for joining me thank you guys for being here thank you guys for being a part of the daily podcast with me eric b i do miss this i do enjoy doing this so if you guys think i don't then you're wrong and lee what are we listening to you're listening to the daily podcast with eric b and again thank you guys for listening thank you guys for joining me thank you guys for always being part of the daily podcast with me eric b you can listen to this podcast on any platform podcast platforms that you guys listen to that was hard to say jesus christ i'm on google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, spotify overcast pocket cast breaker what is it audible i'm also on itunes and amazon podcast yes amazon podcast so if you guys are amazon shoppers 
scroll over to the podcast part and say, oh, let me listen to this podcast. But until then, I thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining me. Share the podcast. Share it with your friends. Share it with your mom. Share it with your coworkers. Share it with your boss. Share it with your priest. Share it with your reverends. Whoever you want to share it with, share it there. Share it with your Philadelphia Eagles family. Until next time, thank you guys for listening. Once again, the 49ers victorious against the Philadelphia Eagles, 42 to 19. The podcast is ended, guys. Go in peace. Thanks for listening to the Daily Podcast with Eric B.